Peace and welcome to Ceremony, Devotion and Action. I'm your host, Planting Seeds with Bree. Here, we believe every word, thought, action, and intention is an offering of devotion. In this space, you can find me having open, honest, and raw conversations with people who have walked into the fire of change only to be reborn anew. Individuals who live their lives out loud and on purpose. You can find this episode as well as my other episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, or you can even drop in on my website at plantingseedswithbree.com and find some of my other writings and goodies that I have on there. Or maybe you want to join my online community on Instagram or Facebook at Planting Seeds with Brie. Either way, remember, healing is your birthright. Recreation is the tool. Peace. Peace. And welcome to Ceremony, Devotion, and Action. I'm your host, Planning Seats with Brie, and I'm here with my good friend, Lux Agape. I am so excited to have you here, sister. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm going to tell a quick story on how we met because it's like, it's the (laughs) craziest thing ever. We met on a virtual retreat. And I remember like everyone was like saying their names. It was like a weekend submersion and it was some serious stuff. Like it was like eight hours a day, a lot of sharing, a lot of growth, um, a beautiful experience. But we were all going around saying who we were. And I remember when you introduced yourself, I was like, hmm, okay, I see you. I see you. And then we were in a group together and you just started talking. And I was like, I want to be her friend. She's <laughs> going to be my friend. We're going to be friends forever. Like in my head, we were already friends. <laughs> and then I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, you know, and then you had sent me that message and you were like, Hey, and I was like, Oh, my friend. And literally we've never met. We've been friends close to a year. Mm-hmm. And one of the only people that I can literally have two hour, three hour conversations with and never feel drained. Yeah, and I remember I told you um, that when I I had agreed to go to that retreat, I prayed and I put out the intention. I was like, all right, my intention is to just meet one person that is going to dramatically alter like my life or to like that I'm just going to have a deep relationship with. And I kind of forgot that I even set that intention. So then as you and me got close, I was like, wait, I got exactly what I what I wanted. Like I I wanted one strong sisterhood and Mm. I was answered like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) definitely, definitely. So I'm so excited to start this conversation. But before I get started, I always like to just have a few breaths of alignment, uh, just to kind of bring us into the moment to be ready to receive and share. Um, So if it feels good to you, uh, you can join me. And if you're listening, you can join me as well. And we'll just lightly and softly go ahead and lower the eyes. And we'll start by taking a few deep inhales to the nose. Filling up to the spine, holding at the top for a moment, and exhale, release it out to the mouth. And we'll continue taking a few more deep breaths. If it feels good, you can place one palm on your heart and one palm on your belly. And just start to notice the rise and fall of the chest. Taking in everything that you need. And releasing any and everything that no longer serves you.
And we'll take this last deep inhale together, breathing in through the spine, growing tall through the crown of the head. And when you get to the top, hold it, hold the breath for a moment, allowing it here to gather and collect anything and everything that no longer serves you. Hold it in for one more moment. And on the exhale, releasing everything out, drawing the navel to the spine. And when you're ready, you can softly open your eyes. Mm. Oh, girl, the right side of my body had things to say during the Oh, <laughs> wow. I love like the, the language that the body speaks because I feel like our bodies speak to us all the time. And like, how can we be tapped in to listen? So I love that you said that because that's like, like you were in your body. And I think that's so important. I think enough of us aren't in our bodies. Yeah, I think that for a lot of people, we're not taught the body speaks. And so- yes. It, it took me, it's taken me three years to finally be able to, to mm. understand what it's saying. Cause I, I, you know, I've received sensations, but was always, I always thought I was just in pain. Like, you know, mm, that part. 21 years old and I was like, I'm just in pain all the time. And then I realized like, no, every point is, is revealing something. It's, it's seriously, it's such a crazy, profound language. It is. And it, it's such a beautiful one, because like you said, we think that our bodies are in pain and really they're trying to communicate, you know, this issue, this deeper thing that's happening in the body. Yeah, I actually have this chart um, that it's the front of the body and then the back. And then it has like all these like sections. There's probably like 25 sections on like front and back. And it basically is saying like on, and it separates it by left and right. And on, I have it on my phone. So let's say I just said that my, so it was specifically my shoulder. I started getting a crazy pain here. And um, right here it's saying it could be either defensive when given advice or wanting or undeserving of nurture by dad slash men. Um, mm. You can see it has it, like has everything mapped out here. And, um, we actually, well, we were literally just talking about how I was rejecting my current love interest in my life and yes. uh, and not wanting that um, and um, and how I'm like finally learning to accept it. So that's that's actually really interesting because I, yeah. that makes sense. But yeah, that chart's crazy. <laughs> I'll definitely have to put that in the, in the link in the bio so we can all get that. Um, but I want to dive into this first question, which I'm super excited to ask you. I probably like bounce some of these ideas off of you. So like maybe you're ready, maybe you're not. Um, but here on Ceremony, we believe every word, thought, action, and intention is an offering of devotion. So right now, what does devotion look like for you? Devotion for me right now is really honoring what my body is saying. Um, mm. It's funny that we were talking about that because to me right now, because I'm finally developing that language with myself and it's not even just uh, body wise, it's me making sure that I think very deeply about every dream. Um, when I get a ringing in my ear, making sure that like anything that's being revealed to me, whether whether I happen to drive past, like I drove past three Cardinals the other day. And so to me right now, devotion is being very aware that nothing is an accident and making sure that I devote myself to understanding um, and um, honoring everything that's being shown to me. Yes. So I would definitely say that. Like I had um, having some really crazy dreams last night and uh, I laid in bed, I think for literally two hours today just trying to process them and be like, what do these mean? And uh, yes. so I feel like that's a 
big part of my devotional practice right now is making sure that I, I'm wise enough now that I know that things are not by accident and that I take the time to understand why something was coming up for me when it's coming up. Yes. And I think it takes a certain amount of like being present and aware in the moment mm -hmm. to be like, if we're, if we're constantly like doing and going and going, there's no way we can even be aware of like, Hey, this thing is like this reoccurring theme is coming up in my life. What does that mean? But then it's like, how do we sort through those emotions? I know for me, it's like, I have to allow myself to come back home first before I can go through those things. And like the coming home process looks different in all phases of my life. Like it's always, always different. Mm -hmm. So right now, when it comes to like, what's your process for going through those emotions and like having to sit down with yourself? Well, first of all, I have to, I have to make myself accept that sometimes it's time to come home. Cause I like to just, mm. sometimes, I, sometimes I don't want to. Like sometimes I just, mm, that's a real thing. Yes. Like, cause it's work. You it know, is. When you go home, all the things that you left out, all the things that, you know, you know, you should have put in the refrigerator, you got groceries out, you got laundry, you got all <laughs> these things, right? You got the laundry and the emotions. You're like, I don't want to go home. Mm -hmm. I just want to stay on these streets. And especially when, um, it's funny, um, because you know it's time to, to to go back inward and go home and um the answer doesn't come as quickly as you want it to so then you're just like well obviously obviously everything's fine like i'm just being dramatic i'm being dramatic everything's fine like I'm just, i tried to tune in for 10 minutes and nothing came up so obviously <laughs> and it's just like no like but but then i went to go cut some fruit and i started cutting up all my fingertips by accident so <laughs> obviously <laughs> obviously something wants me to slow down and and go in um but yeah going home <clears throat> it can be a lot of things um like the other day i knew i just i needed the beach like i needed the beach more than anything so you know it's it's an hour drive out but i knew what my body needed like i knew what it was needing and all, all i had and it was the middle of the night and it was cold but i laid mm. on the sand and i knew it just and it was so healing and i just think that again like um really the going home is is knowing is is too because sometimes what sometimes what helps today won't help tomorrow sometimes, yes sometimes it's a cup of tea and sometimes I have to sit there with my sound bowl and like press it against my body and like let the vibration like, you know, it's it's always different things. And um, also a lot of patience because um, again, like sometimes like I'll try to do like a thing that might help and or like listen to music. OK, so I'll be having an, an emotional experience. I'll be feeling out of my body and I'm like, OK, well, I just maybe I should just listen to music listen to music and then I start to get more frustrated because it's not working. Um, it's not, mm. not, not what I need at that moment, but um, it really, like, it really is just like a, 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 an inner romance, I guess. Like just knowing that what works today isn't always gonna work and what works tomorrow isn't always gonna work and just like, just a lot of time. And yes. I definitely say this with like a lot of conviction because I'm not always kind to myself when I need time, but it's something that I'm really practicing like every day. It's, yeah. I love that. I love that you said that, you know, what works today may not work tomorrow because that's a real thing. I think sometimes we move into different seasons of our lives and we've been using these, we've cultivated these tools, like this little bag of our, of our tools, our spiritual toolkit, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm going into a new season. And I'm going to try to take those same tools and apply them to this season. And then you're like, but it's not working. But you're literally going into a different season of your life. So that requires this whole new experience. And so if you're open, you, we can receive that experience a little bit more because I feel like we're always in different phases of our lives, right? Like sometimes we're in that planting season where like we just got the seed, we just got the information and we're planting them into the subconscious and we're like going through the soil, making sure they're in there watering it daily and then we have when those seeds start to sprout right that's like the tangible things in our lives like when we can start to see those changes and then we start to eat of that fruit right and that's the benefit that's like when we get to like fully embody what we just planted right but it takes time so with that being said what season are you in in your life right now
Definitely. Um, I feel like I am taking my time to leave winter still. Mm. It's becoming spring where I am. And, um, but is winter a good answer? Yes, <laughs> um, there's no wrong answers. Um, Cause I'm still, um, I'm definitely doing a lot of, I'm definitely also planting too. Um, mm. And it's just taking a lot of just it's taking a lot of patience. And so that's why it does feel like I'm sort of in a winter because I'm not seeing I'm not seeing everything blossom fully. But I know but I know what I'm doing in my effort towards that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, yeah, I also. I also think that it's just, I mean, I feel like it's a lot like diet too. You know what I mean? Like um, yes, about things that, you know, what works isn't always going to work. Like for me, like I didn't eat eggs for like 10 years. Like they were disgusting to me. Now all of a sudden I'm kind of feeling like my body wants that. And so I've been sort of like eating them more. And so like, I don't know, just trying to always keep things like in review. And I feel like that's why I feel like I'm sort of, I'm not quite in a spring yet. I'm still in a winter because I think that there are still parts that are dying right now. And I'm mm. figuring out like, I think I might be, I'm, I'm stubborn sometimes. And so I think that I might be kind of clinging to things still that aren't supposed to be here right now. And, yeah. um, and I'm just really learning how to understand that like, you know, um, trying to understand that I'm not in survival mode anymore and I don't have to be in survival mode and that I just have to really just be in trust. So yeah, I still feel very wintry right now because I'm kind of like, is, are these seeds going to sprout? I mean, are these mm. going to grow? Is it? But I have to just like really trust. And um, it's such a process. Yeah, it really is. Especially when, uh, <laughs> Especially when like you've never really, I mean, we've both been talking about this, like for the past, as long as I, I, this is what's so beautiful about our relationship, you and I, I feel like you, you and me became friends and we both were finally just like, okay, I don't know if I can really believe in myself, but I'm going to try. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just like, it's, I feel like I'm still, I feel like I only just started really trusting myself or trying to only like six months ago. And I'm still really working through that. And that is extremely scary. But when, it you think about it, when you spent your whole life in one way of thinking and one way of being like, can I really be upset that six, it's taken me six months to finally just be like, okay, fine. I trust myself. Like, let's just do yeah. it. <laughs> That's a real thing. Like you said, it's, it feels like sometimes I take steps forward and like I fully trust what the divine is sitting my way and I feel juicy and I feel alive. I'm like, yes, this is it. This is the path. Like this is my work. And then sometimes I'm just like, what am I doing? That voice comes in. It's like, you don't know enough. No one cares. Da, 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 da. And some, like it's real. Sometimes I fall into that pit and then I have to like crawl my way out of this like this this well it feels like mm -hmm. and it, it becomes this and that it's, it's like this dance right like this fluidity That's that, yes it is like a dance and I always tell people like I dance the first thing I ever started dancing with that I was aware of that it was like this dance that was like sometimes I'm leading sometimes they're leading was with fear that was the first thing that I had this very intimate dance with. And I was like, okay, like, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna dance. I don't know how it's gonna feel, I don't know how it's gonna look. I'm just gonna dance. And so I feel like our dance partners are always changing. And sometimes that's like doubt, extreme doubt in my case. And I know you understand, or anxiety, or angst, or whatever. So right now, what are you dancing with? And how has, like, how, how has the cultivation of creating music assisted you to move? Like, or do you feel like you can fluidly like go through those dance partners because you have that like that tool there? Um, I think I think one of my closest dance partners right now is Shane. Um, mm. I just want to sit on that because that <laughs> like that is such like ooh like. Um. Mm. It hurts. <laughs> like when you said it, I was like, 
<laughs> like, like I know that dance partner, but sometimes we're so afraid to say we know that dance partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually I didn't want to say that, but I but I have to tell the truth. Um, shame because um, how can I say this? Because I, I was sharing a moment ago about uh, being in survival mode, and so you just think I I personally have just been really dealing with like okay that was the old way like and and that way served me because of i didn't know what i know now and so i don't have to be mad at myself or berate myself or beat myself up because i did the best i could with what i had and that's what i feel like for the most part that's what we are all always doing and and can i be honest uh, i think one of the things and and i'm so grateful that i see things this way like i really am because it's not easy for everyone to see this but when I think about like my family and my lineage and like, and um, just like, when I think about like my bloodline and my family, I, I through them, I'm able to see that I really, I, I couldn't, I can't do any wrong. Like, you know what mm. I mean? Like my parents, you know, all of our parents cause us trauma, <laughs> but they yeah. literally did the best that they could with what they had. And so, and I, and if I can see that purity in them and know that they literally were only doing their best, then I have to see that in myself, that I've only ever just been doing the best I can with what I had. And so working through that, I think I, I think half of my songs, I write about transmuting shame. Like, mm. <laughs> I talk about and, and, and I think that, um, being a musician does help me with these dance partners because in um, because to me as an artist, I think as an artist, one of my biggest messages that I'm trying to communicate to people is is the power of alchemy and the power of transmutation. And I feel like in so many of my songs, like my, so right now I'm working on um, an EP, it's called Void. And literally the entire EP is about how you have to let go of everything that isn't you to make space for what is and like entering the void and like, um, and like, for lack of a better word, like being, being penetrated by, by like the divine, like wanting to work through you. That's like, it's like, and to me, it's so it's so it's emotional and it's and it's spiritual but in a lot it's also very sexual like you know what i mean yeah. and not in a dirty way but in this like submissive like opening um like it's like bdsm almost like you know what i mean yeah. it's like okay i'm gonna let you lead and i'm and all i can do is just submit like all i That's can do it. is and trust so yeah i definitely think that I'm dancing with a lot of shame right now. I'm trying to like let that, let um, it be shown to me. Let, just let the truth be shown to me through that. Um, but doing music definitely helps me with a lot of alchemy because it's it's music, it's it's words. Like it's, it is like I, what I write, I feel through my whole body. So um, yeah, it's funny. Like all these, all these themes are very, um, like intertwined, like everything. That yes, it feels exactly. Yeah. And I love how you spoke about alchemy. I feel like we forget that we are alchemists. Like, and I hear the key word that I hear with a lot of people that make music is this word transmute. And a lot of artists, I guess, in a sense, people that, you know, move their bodies, right? Or create through music or like have some type of outlet when it comes to creation because we get this energy, this these things we don't want to feel, right? These unpleasant feelings. And I don't think, you know, I definitely don't believe in running from them, but I think it's a difference between like, and this is something that I'm still actively working on in my life, um, like feeling it and then like being able to like have that alchemy and like move it through me and then release it like through my fingertips instead of it like you feeling it, but then being enveloped by it and it takes over everything and you're stagnant and you can't move. Cause that's a real, real thing too. Yeah, I actually was just on a Zoom call before this, and um, we were talking, and I'm thinking to myself on this call, I'm like, why is it that I'm like, I don't know if other people feel this way. You tell me if you feel this way. I constantly feel like my life is just a series of things swallowing me whole. Like I feel mm. like I am constantly being. <laughs> completely swallowed whole by by things greater than me 
and then being spit out and then being like and then feeling like i'm like a like a baby bird that just like came out of like an egg and like mm. how to like use my wings but i just i i feel that i i i feel like i have had extreme intensity throughout my entire life and like i i don't understand how people don't feel that way <laughs> right no i feel i have moments where I, I just like like I just beg life to stop like universe. I can't take anymore. I can't take any more change. I can't take any like I can't release anymore. I can't grow. Can you give me like two two days? Because sometimes <laughs> it feels like back to back, and I'm just like, what do you want from me? And what I'm playing with now, and I would love to get your feedback is like I'm really looking at how can I make space in my life, not only in my physical body but like my emotional, spiritual, and like all of my bodies to make space for change. Like, what does that look like? Like when I feel change come in, I kind of like tighten up because I don't want to release whatever that thing is. Like, how can I like ease my body? How can, like emotionally, how can I like be welcoming to change? Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I've had one of the most um, liberating realizations this year. And that is that all of the tension that is in my body has only been trying to protect me, even mm. though it might, even though it might have had uh, maladaptive effects, and even though if, if even if it didn't, even even if that tension doesn't serve me anymore, the tension every time we tense up like that and we don't want to, our body is just doing what it was pro what we programmed it to do basically because we were scared we didn't understand this unknown thing that was we we were afraid of the unknown and so as a defense mechanism we naturally just became tense and tightened up and when i remember that all of that tension was literally was it's literally um it's it, it's almost like the physical body trying to create a boundary but, um because it's mm. and if that's the case like how could i and, and, and just because you're aware of that, like just because you're aware that that tension is just trying to protect you, that still doesn't mean that your body's ready to let go of it. And mm. so you can be aware that like this tension doesn't serve me anymore and I have to release it. But, but at the same time, like we are not stronger than nature. Like we're just not. So like um, for me, when I'm like being resistant to change and I'm trying to create more space for it, but I'm really resistant, just so much self-compassion is so important mm. and it's yes. hard which goes back to shame too like it really exactly like <laughs> it does and like everything leads to shame like we we don't feel worthy and that that has something to do with shame too because mm -hmm. we feel like we don't deserve something like we're not good enough mm -hmm. and so it's like i notice when joy comes around that's when i feel the most shame like when i start to feel proud of myself or proud it's like ooh, like but you can't like it's it's not enough or you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like that like that's that's my my jam right now um something that has been being shown to me lately <laughs> so funny <laughs> we're so funny as like humans i've noticed that lately when um someone i care about um randomly texts me and it's just like hey like i just want you to know like i love you so much or i'm so proud of you or this and that i'll look at it and i'll be like I'm not answering that right now. Like mm. what? Like someone is showing me love, and for some reason, I'm like, oh, that's a little too intense for me right now. I don't, I don't know about that. Like, mm. and I, I pushed away, and it's like, why? Like why? And and so, um, I mean, I'm learning why, because we have blockages in ourselves. Exactly. Realize, yeah, but but at the same time, like. No, I don't. I don't want to become uncomfortable anymore when people express their love to me. But I also understand that this is this is deeper than than me here right now, and that I have to just like be patient with it, and just like I have to get myself to be comfortable with people loving me. But yes, but yeah. Um, so that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I feel like sometimes I also like like something good will be happening, right? Like something really good. And then I automatically go to the bad. Like mm -hmm. literally on my way here, I, I moved from Texas to California and I was on the plane like this, like this cannot be my life right now, right? Like I manifested all these things and I'm just like, the plane's gonna crash. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna make it. 
like those thoughts come up and it's like am i am i the only person that thinks like this like it because it's because i don't feel like i deserve those things mm -hmm. so it's like i always like go like this is not gonna work out yeah uh, i under i constant i don't know where this comes from i think it's because so i think that we all have like major energy like especially people like people like us like people who are here to change things um i feel like a lot of us are we all have like one or two very specific frequencies that we're here to anchor and embody and i think mm. things that i'm really here to teach people and to show people is is like liberation and freedom but for some reason my whole life even before i realized this my whole life i've had this bizarre fear that, of being arrested and like I don't break mm. the law like I don't do illegal things but I'm always but I always think like oh my god I'm gonna end up in jail like for no reason mm. and so, and I think that that speaks to the fact that I'm here to to talk about liberation and so I know what you mean because like something like good will be happening to me or something and I'm just like oh my god but I'm gonna I'm gonna end up being trapped I'm gonna end up being imprisoned I'm gonna end mm -hmm. up like, you know, like, and it's and it's like this really weird thing like like why but um that comes up for me too like and and i and i just I, again like i think that's literally just programming like it's just we're we're used to things well, we think that we're used to things not going well or that we don't deserve for them to because of bad things that have happened in the past and yeah yeah um getting your body comfortable with accepting blessings is also a very real thing <laughs> say that again getting please that was like Mm. Getting your body comfortable with receiving blessings is an obstacle. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's work. And it's like, how can we, I think it goes back to like compassion and like pouring into our cups daily, like doing that self work. I love mirror work because you can actually see yourself. You can see yourself. You can love on yourself. I put my hands on the mirror. I kiss the mirror. Like I do all these things to like help with that worthiness. Or if something's going really right, I'll say like, oh, you had a win today. I'm so proud of you. Like, we have to normalize encouraging ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's not normalized. And, and it's so interesting, like, when you're doing mirror work like that, like, I don't know about you, but I've had times where I'm looking in the mirror, I'm looking myself dead in the eye, and I'm repeating something to myself. Like, I'm like, you deserve to be loved. You deserve to be loved. Mm -hmm. The first few times, um there's like some tension and the next thing i know i'm bawling my eyes out telling myself mm. i deserve to be loved and it's like because it, it's it's that deep like it's that deep inside yes i think i don't deserve this and and like yeah we just have to be so compassionate to ourselves because we're dealing with programs sometimes sometimes these programs are 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 so ancient like like mm. like i think that there are we we are battling we are we are rewiring things that ha that are literally in our blood, like in our blood. Yes. Our, like it's 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 that big, and um, and so like we can't, we have no right to berate ourselves like that. Like this is this is bigger than us. There are programs, there are there are curses that were literally yes. on us thousands of years ago, and we're here trying to figure that stuff out right now. Like we're brave as hell for that, but yes, but that. like it's, it's so crazy. It's, it's all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I don't know if I ever asked you this, like, I feel like we're, you know, everyone has that crossroads or like you, you've been in that loop for so long and then you get to the point where you're like, okay, if I go to the right, it's going to require me to go home often and get comfortable being at home. Or I can go to the left and I can just like keep doing this whole little dance of like doing some work, going back to my shit, doing some work, going back to like this nine to five, like hamster wheel. Right. But like the right, it requires like you to step, show the fuck up for your life. So what did what did that crossroads and what did that choice look like for you? Like, what was that point when you were like, you know what, like I'm going all the way right and I'm never looking back? Um. <clears throat> getting out of my last abusive relationship. Definitely. I have been in three very bad relationships for me. And, um, and I didn't know this. So this is, this is really interesting. So I ended up realizing that I wanted someone to save me. 
I didn't, mm. I didn't know I thought that way. I didn't know I felt that. But when I had to reflect on these three awful relationships and even other relationships that weren't, you know, bad, it's just like it, it the energy was still there too. Um, and in friendships too, I realized that I kept wanting someone to save me from like my, from, from myself or, and cause I thought that I was incapable. I thought that I was unworthy. I thought that I wasn't good enough. I thought that I couldn't create something of my own. I thought that anything that I made was going to be damned from the start. And um, so, but I didn't even know I thought all these things. I didn't know that. Like, I, I mean, I knew yeah. I, I had self-worth problems. Like we all, we're all aware of that on some level. Exactly. I didn't realize that I kept manifesting partners that were incredibly dangerous to me because I was so desperate to be saved. And, mm. um, and so finally, like I, the, the complete turning point for me was I was in a relationship with a guy who was financially providing for all of my needs and was there for me in that way. And I was so afraid that I wasn't going to be able to have my own success. So I let myself be comfortable there and deliberately ignoring all of the all of the times my body told me that this was this was poisonous to me and i was literally shutting off my body's wisdom mm. and i started to realize um i if i keep denying myself in this way if i keep denying my freedom and denying all that because of fear like that's what i was doing like i was literally i was so afraid of not being successful or not being this and that, that I literally would have purposely stayed in a relationship that was like physically dangerous to me. And, um, and so for me, that turning point was realizing like, uh, which, which way am I going to take this? Am I going to yeah. stay here because it, it feels safe, but it's actually not, or am I just going to do the thing that's terrifying? And I don't know what's going to happen, but at least then my spirit is free. And yeah. Um, yeah, I had to make that decision and that was really difficult, but now here we are and we're doing it. And I'm yes. And it's funny too, because getting out of that relationship and for anybody listening to this, like, this is like, I think this is one of the most important things I might say. Um, I was so creatively blocked the whole time I was in this relationship. And I was like, why can't I write? Like I was beating myself up. Like, why can't I make music? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? The, once me and this person broke up, my creativity came in full blast. Like all of it returned to my body. Like now I can't, I can't stop creating. Like it's like the going and like they won't stop. And it's so funny because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm not good enough. And so I had to stay in this relationship because it's safe when really it was destroying ev everything that was natural about me. It was destroying my own nature. It was making mm. me my creativity, shut down my body wisdom, shut down my intuition. I was ignoring, I was ignoring everything because I was so afraid. And it's like, what, what, what's the point of that? Like, what's the point of that? So yeah, um, I just said that was important because like, if, when you are continuously allowing the poison to be in your body and to be in your life and you're not doing anything about it, that is going to be what continues to kill you. Like I like exactly. And now I'm my creativity is back. Like it's crazy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I love how you said, like, if we allow it, like we have the power, right? Like sometimes we and I believe like some like sometimes we need to get that understanding, right? But it's like we prolong the suffering, mm -hmm. not understanding that we have the power to like to shift all those things. And I think it's important, like to learning how to step into your power, which is something I'm getting is it, like alignment for me. Like it comes and it goes like I know ultimately I have ultimate control over my life and my desires and like what I choose to have in my life and things that are there. Like people are a reflection of me, like they allow me to see like the things I need to work on, even the people that I want to lay hands on. I'm just like, okay, like you walked up on me the wrong way. I do want to lay hands on you, but I know it's something about me. And of course, like you have to have those boundaries. So I'm just like, no, you will get checked. But I think it's like being, being aware that like we're reflections and also being aware of the, the, the reflections you have around you because you can't grow if like, if you're if you're a, um, a plant and your roots are growing out the bottom and you're around all these little other small plants and they're in these tiny little you know 
containers. You're just like, I need to get bigger. I'm just going to keep, instead of me getting a new pot, I'm just going to keep growing. Like it doesn't work. Like we have to make sure that the reflections around us are the reflections like that we, that we want to grow into. Does that, that make sense? Yeah. And also personally, um, I, everything makes more sense with a good earth analogy. So I, <laughs> like, if you, if you compare it to something in nature, it makes sense to me immediately. And for me, what I've realized is you cannot, um, you cannot expect to be among the beautiful flowers. If you keep the weeds in, like you have to do that, like unrooting, like, and you got to get the, the, the weeds out from the root out. Like you yes. don't do that. You are not going to see the garden that you want. And like, it's just it, like, it's, it's so funny. Like the answers are literally written in nature, dude. Like you, like, 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 like I said about void, my, my, my EP that I'm working on, like, I knew that the, the vision that I had for who I can become and who I am able to be was not going to come to fruition staying in that relationship. So I had to get rid of the relationship. I had to get rid of all these other things. I'm like, get rid of drinking, like all these things that were not serving me because I needed to make space to become who I truly am supposed to be. And the same, like the answer is literally in, in weeds in a flower bed. Like if mm. you're going to keep weeds around and you're not going to take those weeds out from the root up, you're not going to get the garden that you want. And it's, it's just so funny. Like, it's so funny how, <laughs> the emotional, spiritual things are literally written in into chemistry and biology and the environment. <laughs> yes. And I love how you talked about the root because, like you said, you have to get to the root of the issue. We can always, like, focus on these leaves. Like, we know the issue is, like, we all have, you know, I have self-worth issues. I have, like, trust issues. I have all these issues. But, like, if I just continue to look at the leaves, if I don't, like, go back, like, what made me what happened in my life like what was that experience where i felt like i can't trust people like what was that and then like working through that and that involves like working with your younger self i work with myself in my 20s like i work with myself in different phases of my life and like i was saying the other day like i kind of like venerate them like i allowed them to die i literally had a funeral for mm -hmm. all these parts of myself and they like i was laying down and they like came to me and I could see them. And then I was like, thank you. Like, you know, they were just like pouring into me and I'm pouring into them, but I was dead. And like, I just had to release all, like all the versions of myself that I had been, I had to let those parts die in order to walk into the new, the new me that I need to be. And it's this constant renewal process, but I had to go like to the source. Mm -hmm. I can't keep it at the leaves. And that kind of, this whole conversation has been juicy, but I'm really excited <laughs> for this next question because I feel like this is like capsulizing. I don't know if that's really a word. I'm just going to go with it. In capture. It's, yes, it's in capture. Yeah. <laughs> we're just we're going to go with it. We, listen, we're out to make of our. If you um, were an ancestor, what would be some advice, some wisdom? That you would give to yourself right now wow um you are not here to do it like anyone else has ever done it i mm, can you say that one more time because i think self-comparison is a real thing and <laughs> i'm putting that on my mirror <laughs> you are not here to do it the way it's been done before i don't know if that's exactly how i said it but seriously you are not you are not you are not here to do it the way anyone has ever done it and um and I think that, and I know I'm not alone in this, so I'm just, I'm gonna speak for everyone. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times we know we, we, we know the lane that we wanna get into, but, um, and we're looking around at other people, like, cause everybody, people are always like, oh, learn from the greats in your lane. And like, like learn from like, learn from other artists that you admire, learn from other people that do this that you admire, and then you'll figure it out. And that can only go so far because then if you're still going to keep looking at the people who inspire you, then you're being, you're siphoning yourself from what's actually for you. Like I'm here to, to bring something new and I can't keep looking at these artists, other artists and other musicians and being like, well, this person did this and this person did this. So I should do this because then I'm not, then I'm actually losing a, a large part of authenticity to myself. And I've noticed this since I was a child, since I was little, I remember when I was little, I was bullied a lot as a kid. When I was little, 
I rem I remember I used to literally say, why can't I be like everyone else? Why aren't I like everybody else? Why aren't I like everybody else? I wanted to be like everyone around me so bad because it just seemed like everybody else got along and was fitting in and everybody else liked the same things and their parents, you know, uh, you know, because my parents were really strict and stuff. So I was, I just felt like every, I was the only like outcast and maybe a lot of people feel this way, but I felt like I was the one on the outside and I just wanted to be like everybody else. And now I realize that I'm finally trying to come into myself as an artist and I do look at other people and I'm like, well, I'm afraid to do what I want to do because because other people don't do that. But like, so what? Like, mm. that's why I'm here, right? That's why I'm here. I'm here to bring something new. Why would I? Why would I just want to keep recreating the old pattern? I'm not here for that. Like, that's not what I'm here for. And um, and so, yeah, I think it's so important that we remember that like and i saw a tweet once that said um when you're doing legendary things it's not always going to feel like that like you're doing legendary things and yeah. that has really like altered my perspective like no when when you're doing something that's like totally like incredibly iconic and brand new and like fresh it's not it's it's going to be even scarier because you're not yeah. looking at other people who did it this way and and got the results that like you're hoping to get or whatever like you you're going in so blind but it's just so important to remember that like like we're we're, we're if how can i say this um we we would not be here if we didn't need each other's perspective mm. i say it like if if i if the world didn't deeply need to see how i see things and see how you see things and see how everybody if, if we didn't deeply need everybody's input we all wouldn't be here like mm. so um yeah that's how i feel i love that i mm, i feel like that was a word from spirit to <laughs> me like <laughs> i feel like because you do have those moments where it's just like we kind of talked about earlier like what am i doing like does this even matter right and because we don't get the results that we want it's like no it's just you're gonna hit those people who it needs to hit and the thing about change is that like one person gets it like right let's say like this podcast touches like two people those two people are gonna affect the way that they have relationships with the people that they're in relationships with and with their family and then they have children and it affects their children like that's generational mm -hmm. So when you think about it along those terms, how many people are we really touching? And what, what, what does, what does that like was, redefining success? That was so important what you just said. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you don't have, like, we got to redefine what success is. And I, I feel this the society, societal pressures, um, and maybe you can speak on this more, but I'm sure as an artist, because I consider myself like an artist, like I create, and it gets, it gets hard to continue to go because you see, and th this is why like the quote that you said is so important, you are not here to do it the way anyone has ever done it. And we have to remember that because we'll get discouraged, like it doesn't look like theirs. My success isn't measured, isn't by this, but how are you measuring it? What's mm -hmm. the measuring stick? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a very real thing. And especially now with everybody with social media, like we're all looking at each other. Like we all yes. each other so much that we don't even look at ourselves. Like it's crazy. And another thing I kind of felt called to say this, um, we're, we're all artists, like all of us are yes. in so many different ways. But I think it's, I think that we often forget that being an artist is about being a destroyer as much as it's about being a creator. Like, mm. it's, and, and you can't, you, your, all of your creations will eventually rot if you don't know when it's time to destroy them. Like, mm. so. that was a word for me. I'm, like, I'm, I'm taking that because I've been sitting with something. That was a word. <laughs> Can you say that again? Can you say that again? Oh, man. How did I say it? Uh, we are as much of a creator as we are a destroyer and your creations will rot if you don't know when it's time to destroy them. Mm. <laughs> 
always coming with the church always coming with the church where's the collection place i got my verse somewhere church came I, early this week <laughs> church did go early this week it is always lovely talking to you i feel like our conversations are always so nourishing for me and just like i'm happy that we got to kind of share our conversations with other people like allow them to like see these different perspectives but i'm super excited about your music thank you you need to drop the link and tell everybody when is it dropping where can they find you your um, twitter because i know you be on twitter dropping knowledge yeah i do <laughs> i'll be playing i'll be playing seeds with lux exactly <laughs> yes honey he's playing them i'll be like look at baby just over here <laughs> did, you, did you make a twitter no i can't get down with the twitter i just oh yeah yeah i need like a tutorial i just can't it's too short I, you know i'm a writer i'm just like <laughs> this is all i can write you got the Instagram post with captions like this big. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> oh my god, it's like diary. It's like a diary. Yes. I love it. It's so it's, it's you have a, it's like a waterfall uh, on your on your Instagram page. But I'm on Twitter at uh, luxagape l u x a g a p e, and on Instagram it's lux.agape. And my music will be on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. And the EP will be out at the end of April. <gasps> so, yeah, I have, I'm probably going to do some singles. And then end of April, EP should be here. So I'm really excited, really nervous. But <laughs> you still have songs. There are songs right now up on Apple Music and Spotify if they look you up at Lux Agape. Yeah, there. It's all that stuff is old. Um, even the two songs that I put out in 2020, I had written them in 2019. So like all that. Oh, is gotcha. So yeah, because I I told you I was going through that horrible dry spell. I could not come up with anything. But um, now, now I have more music than I know what to do with. So <laughs> that's beautiful. What a blessing. <laughs> what a blessing. Thank well, you it so was... much for having me too. I love. Yes. You. Yes. Love you, sister. Always. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. And remember, healing is your birthright. Recreation mm -hmm. is the tool. Mm -hmm. Peace. <laughs>